Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. You are listening to episode 314 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. As many of you guys know, I'm an Iranian-American psychologist living in LA. And I wanted to a little bit talk about what I have been going through in the last few months. I know I talked before about Iranian revolution and how there's so many thousands and thousands of brave middle schoolers, high schoolers, and young adults every day fighting the oppressive regime inside Iran. Just in last month, we got two reports, one from CNN and one from New York Times that talks about the sexual assault that many of people of all gender are experiencing when they get arrested by oppressive regime as a way of breaking their soul and getting confession. And I offered to do three free online sessions to people who went through tortures and were taken away by Iranian police. And the things that people say is just purely horrible. Someone was telling me that they tortured them and they told me that the police, Islamic Republic police, forced them to sign a blank page. And they were so devastated. They were released, but they were telling me that they just don't know how they're going to use that confession. And there's just been so many human rights violations. The reason I'm saying this is that we don't hear about it in mainstream media. I know there were a couple clips in CNN talking about it. But it's not something that's widely known. So if you see Iranians posting in your in their social media, please reshare it, comment it, so they can help their voice being heard. Again, this is so painful to see that there's just so many human rights violation, assault happening in Iran, and no one is having Iranians back and supporting them and putting pressure on the oppressive regime. Well, uh, my apologies for the rant, but this this is something that I've been struggling with in last couple months, and I wanted to ask my own community, which you guys are part of my community, to please, please make sure we're talking about this, sharing about the stories, and supporting Iranian friends and Iranians inside Iran with amplifying their voices. Now to a more fun conversation. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about three mistakes to avoid when you go down on a woman. Last year, about the same time, we did a sexual skill series, which we're going to still do this year as well. But one of the most popular topic was around oral sex. And I came across Jason Julius's conversation on this topic. And I loved how much detail and practical instruction he was giving at another podcast about how to go down on a woman or vulva odor. And I invited him to join us so we can talk about it as well. 
So today we're going to talk about what kind of a movement, tongue movement you can use when you go down on your partner. We're going to talk about the best positions for going down on someone. We're going to talk about how you can make your lover to feel comfortable. And we're going to talk about how long is too long to go down on a woman or vulva owner. Our guest today is Jason Julius. Jason is a sex coach with over 15 years of experience teaching couples all over the world how to have incredible experiences in the bedroom. Surprised with how little information there is in the mainstream world around sex, female orgasms, and sexual performance, Jason sought out uncommon techniques and practices that would help the average man or woman elevate their intimate experiences. Jason has been posting intimate details of his experience and he has such a wonderful, insightful YouTube channel. I invite you to definitely check that out. Also, I wanted to take a moment and thank our sponsor before going in today's conversation. Our sponsor this week is OMG Yes. OMG Yes stands for Oh My God Yes <laughs> dot com. It's a website with findings from the largest ever research study into women's pleasure. In partnership with Kinsey Institute researchers, they asked 10 of thousands of women what made their pleasure better, solo and with partners. And then they found the patterns in those discoveries, the physical techniques, psychological techniques, and so many different details. And you can find all of those really great how-tos and thoughtful conversation in their website, omgs.com. They have a special discount for our listeners. So you can go to omgs.com slash sexology to check out their content and to support my show. And also, if you are a physician, psychologist, you get qualified for a free membership for personal use. So I'll leave the detail on how you can pursue that as well in the show notes. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Jason Julius. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited to welcome Jason Julius to our show. Jason, welcome to our show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I am very excited about this conversation. We did a couple episodes, I think six years ago, one first one, and then we did one like last year about conolingus. And we got so many questions that afterwards that I felt we need a follow-up, follow-up episode on that. So I'm very excited to have you on this episode. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you get into this work? Uh, well, I kind of fell into it out of passion, I guess. Probably about 15 years ago, I had just moved and started a sort of more of a tech business. And I kind of became more obsessed with female sexuality, more for my own self. I wanted to understand, you know, what are these, you know, full body squirting orgasms that some women can have, some can't have? Why can't they all have them? And I guess long story short, one of the sites that we created was sort of like a dating advice for men website. 
And I, at the time, I was in a relationship, so I wasn't really interested in the advice that the users were, you know, posting and stuff like that. But the things that really caught my eye were things that were sex related and things that were outside the box, because I feel like for most people, you know, sex is taboo. And then all of a sudden, you don't have any any context to see what good sex actually looks like. And so here I'm hearing from guys, men and women posting these things that I had never heard of, you know, as far as how to be good in the bedroom. And so I sort of became obsessed with them or with with it and meeting up with some of these people. Again, I started posting on YouTube probably like in 2007. And I was very open about talking about the experiences me and my girlfriend at the time were having. And I kind of got an organic following. And so we continued to serve that audience ever since. And, you know, just look at new and unique ways in which you can approach sex, both, you know, as a guy giving her orgasms, but also as a guy also, you know, being able to do things like last longer or get erections easier and things like that. So we've built up quite a community from the ground up, just being passionate about it and really looking to incorporate a lot of the mindset stuff in there that I think is really important. And when you're just talking about the physical side, oftentimes we miss the most important thing, which is the mindset. And that goes for men and women, but especially for giving women orgasms. I think it's super important. And one of the, I would say, like more reliable way for women to experience orgasm, or I guess vulva owners to experience an orgasm is through cunnilingus, like oral sex. And I didn't know how much skills it requires until one of my patients asked me about it. I was like, okay, you tell me like I have to do oral sex. What should I do? I was like, I have no idea. I'm a heterosexual cisgender woman. So I have some ideas. But as far as tips and tricks, there are some strategies and skills, things that people need to cultivate in order to be able to at least feel confident enough. Because one of the things I talk to my clients about it, how it's really important to be present during sexual interaction with your partner. So if you have this, you're kind of like a mechanical way of looking at sex, then sometimes it takes the kind of connected part of it out of it. But also skills are important. So tell us, like, it seems like you talk to lots of men and women both, and you hear Mm -hmm. people's experiences. What are the common mistakes that you feel like men make when it comes to oral sex? And the reason I say, like, men, I'm talking about heterosexual relationship, it's because research studies show that women who have sex with women, they have less issue with reaching orgasm. So it seems like it's more of an issue when it's the male-female dynamic when it comes comes to when it comes to these this particular challenge I'm talking about. Uh, so tell us right. more about that. Yeah, well, there's no better opportunity to apply direct stimulation to the most sensitive part of a woman's body than through oral sex, because you're focusing directly on, you know, the organ that's responsible for orgasm. And you can get right up close and personal in that region. But I think maybe there's a little bit of guesswork sometimes if you're not really shown what to do. And so, yes, you need to relax and be present and take some of that guesswork out of it by kind of knowing ahead of time. But then once you're there, you know, be able to be present with your partner and not be fumbling around going, am I doing this right? So it does have or help to have some of the skills ahead of time. I would say as far as mistakes that a lot of people make as far as, you know, starting to perform oral sex on on a woman is a, a lot of men particularly don't take their time. And, you know, we we kind of think how we would think about it. You know, if she was going to be performing oral sex on us, we're like, you know, why wouldn't I want her to just jump in and, you know, start, you know, going to town on me? 
And we love that, but it might not necessarily be the same thing for her mentally because women, you know, they experience desire differently. Not all women, but for a lot of women, it can take a little bit more of a buildup in the anticipation of it. It's more of a responsive desire than a spontaneous desire. So that's why things like foreplay are super important ahead of time to get her in the moment. Us guys get turned on like a light switch. You know, women, it's kind of like a slow turn of a volume knob. And so for a lot of guys who are just like, want to throw her down and just, you know, put their face down there and start start going at it. And that can be appropriate if she's completely turned on. There might be those moments where she's wanting that. But a lot of times it's what you do ahead of time before you go right in for her clitoris or her sensitive areas that is going to make all the difference to get her into the moment, become present, become highly aroused and allow her to really let go and give herself to you fully. So I would say for for guys, when you're starting down there, you know, licking your way all the way around the vulva, you know, in between her legs, taking your time with her, massaging, you know, around the outside of her vulva. A lot of people don't realize that the clitoris splits into a wishbone shape and and goes to either side of, of the outside of the vulva. And so if you kind of push your thumbs in and kind of massage just to either side of her vulva, you can actually stimulate the nerve endings that are a part of the internal part of the clitoris. So here you are warming her up and not really going right in for the sensitive spot, licking all the way around, teasing her, creating that tease to where by the time that you actually go in and start, you know, performing any kind of oral sex right on her clitoris, you've already built up so much anticipation. She's just like, ah, I just want it. You know, by that point, she just can't take it anymore. So that when you finally touch her clitoris with your lips or your tongue, she's just almost ready to explode already. You know, it's it's that buildup of anticipation that really, really pays off. So don't go right in for her sensitive spots. I know it's tempting. Us guys get guilty of wanting to get to our own pleasure. And so we're like, oh, yeah, let's get to it. But that can really help a lot in understanding where she's at mentally and take your time with her. I like that, so, kind of like exploring yeah. different parts of the body first yeah. before going to the kind of right into kind of like genital stimulation specifically, kind of like with the clitoris, like you're right, it's, that's that's a little bit of a difference between some women and, and men. What about like some, you're right, I, I think you were talking about some people might like that kind of more of a kind of direct approach, but yeah. it's, unless if it's directly communicated to you, I think what you're describing, it seems like it's a better way of kind of like making your partner more comfortable with it. What yeah. about using breath do you recommend people as part of that teasing to use their breath as well yeah breath letting her just i think letting her feel like you're really enjoying her down there you know you know taking your time licking all around isn't just to be like la 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 i'm licking around because i'm trying to get you in 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 the moment you know it's literally so that she can really feel your passion feel how much you want her feel how much, you know, you, you can't, you can't wait to, to taste her, you know, and you can tell her how good she tastes and, and, and just really make her, her feel like you're enjoying yourself. And it really does require for a woman to orgasm. It really requires her to really get to that stillness in her mind, that place of surrender and letting go. And that doesn't come really quickly. You know, it, it, it takes a little bit of time to get there. 
And so we build up that anticipation. She's wondering when you're going to, to touch her there, but it feels good the entire time you're licking that entire region, you know, down there. There's so many different little sensitive areas, you know, the, between her clitoris and her urethral opening is very sensitive, sucking on her lips, all those things. As you build up that anticipation, like, oh my God, when is he going to get to the sweet spot? You know, she knows you're going there or she hopes you are, but you know, letting her feel you do all these other things before you get there really brings her mind into the moment. Well, I think you brought up such an excellent point about enthusiasm. And I think it goes for everything sex related that if you want your partner to enjoy it, there needs to be some level of enthusiasm there. And that's definitely transfers to your partner on how you do it. I know some people think about foreplay is like stops before we get to the main event. But if you're thinking about the whole experience as main event, then that can really shift the experience for many couples, at least the ones that I work with. But if what, what gets in the way of men experiencing enthusiasm? What are some of the setbacks that you think gets in the way of them feeling more excited about it? I think they're too focused on, on themselves sometimes, particularly in a long-term relationship. We get into routines and ruts where we're just kind of like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go do this. I want it like this. So I just kind of can't wait to get off and get mine. And I think it really genuinely comes from your heart. I really do. You know, it's, it's one of those things where as a man personally, this is my own personal experience. There's nothing that is more gratifying than seeing my woman experience pleasure on the deepest level possible. It's probably why I got so passionate about this, but men who live passionately also are passionate in the bedroom. I feel like. And, you know, if you, you know, you're not going to always be perfect. This isn't going to happen every time. You're not going to always, you know, get everything right. But for the most part, that person that you're going to share these intimate experiences with, that's going to be one of the most special things that you can really share with somebody. And so to me, I never want to half-ass it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to be all in for her. I want to really give her what I would want. And I find for me with, with women, the more you give, the more you get back. And so, you know, it, it always comes around and it's the, the enthusiasm though, it just has to come from within yourself. And, you know, you're not always going to channel it. Sometimes you're in a hurry, but for the most part, if you're, if it's date night, you, if you're focused completely on her, then focus on her and give her all of your attention because she'll feel it. Well, I 100% agree with you. And it has so many different benefits, at least based on what I see with my clients. First of all, like I know many men are looking for the solution for lasting longer because they, they want to be able to satisfy their partner. But something that they miss at times is like if, if you are kind of investing and building arousal through oral sex, you don't need to be worried about thrusting for like 20 minutes or longer and kind of like trying to control yourself. You can certainly do that. But for some people that, that can also help to close the arousal gap. The other benefit also is that it's going to build that level of intimacy and connection with the partner. And I think that's that's also can be very exciting. And you're right that there's benefit that I know many, many men love getting oral sex. So at, at times, the more that you're investing in erotic bank of their relationship, 
the more you will get because like you, the more you're building excitement, it's not like a one on one, but the more you will build the excitement that will help your partner to be more into having sex with you and how exploring different things. Well, I know also one of the challenges that people have is about not having the right skill. Right. I feel like some right. of the set, like one of the setbacks for men is like, I don't know what to do. So tell us about the tongue movements that you said, like, just like there needs to be some, some awareness around the things you need to do, of course. And you want to be kind of present as well to see what your partner like. Yeah. No, I love that. Real quick before, before that, I just wanted to touch on what you said too. I, I like to tell guys that, you know, oftentimes they think they need to last longer during sex, but the, the reality is if you can give her an orgasm before sex begins, She's going to be much more likely to orgasm quicker once sex begins and or already be satisfied because she has already had her orgasm. So, yes, it's good to learn how to last longer. But I, I really think that using, you know, your mouth or your fingers to apply direct stimulation to these sensitive areas is one of the best ways to give her an orgasm versus the thrusting of sex and things like that. So that's why I look at oral sex as being really important or even just stimulating her with your fingers as well. But yes, as far as technique, along the lines of what some guys learn some bad habits, and I think some of it comes from the adult world, you know, which is a total fantasy world of, you know, people, you know, doing things that we don't do in, in normal circumstances. I've, I've even met in all my adventures, I've met with adult film stars, talked to them about techniques, things like that. And I remember one of them talking about, you know, how they flick their tongue in the adult films on her clitoris, right? And so a lot of guys pick up that habit of like, okay, let me just flick my tongue on her clitoris real hard. And that's going to be what's going to give her an orgasm. Well, in the pornography world, they actually have a, a, a term for it called painting the fence. Like if they were performing oral sex the way we're going to describe in a second, you wouldn't be able to get the shot. You wouldn't be able to get in and see what the guy's actually doing. So the whole point of pornography is for someone to see what's going on so they can masturbate to it. And so, you know, they go into the scene of painting the fence. The guy's going to turn his head to the side and all he can really do on her clitoris is flick his tongue. So that kind of created this sort of misconception for a lot of guys that the only way to perform oral sex is to flick your tongue on her clitoris, which can be good, but I would say that there's much better ways to, to do it. And in fact, I've gotten countless emails from women over the years thanking me for correcting their husband to not flick his tongue because when you think about her clitoris being, you know, the size of maybe a small pea or even smaller, you know, that's over 8,000 or more nerve endings in that little tiny area and direct stimulation to such a sensitive area can go from zero to overwhelm in a in an instant. And so that's why a lot of times you don't stimulate it directly with your fingers unless it's very gentle and you have a lot of lubricant. And the same goes with if you're just smacking your tongue on her on her clitoris, then you know that can be very uncomfortable for her. For some women, it works, some not. So you can experiment with it. You can use your tongue to, you know, spell out the alphabet all around her her clitoris, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's pretty pretty common. For myself, I I like to teach guys to approach it a little bit differently. I like to think of it from the perspective of actually using your lips and sucking on her clitoris can actually work a lot better than actually flicking your tongue or rubbing your tongue at all on her clitoris. So when you're when you've built up all this anticipation, she's ready for you to go in, what you want to do 
is you you want to shape your mouth in like almost like an O shape. Like if you imagine biting into an apple and you're, you know, you bit into the apple and you're trying to stop the juice from running down your lip and you're kind of, you know, stop in like a O shape. That's kind of the way you're going to position your lips and then put her clitoris right in the middle and you're going to essentially suck on it and move your lips up and down on it. Now, this is for some guys, this can be a strange comparison, but this is just human anatomy that when we're all in development in our mother's wombs, we have identical genitals up until a certain point. And the part that becomes the penis becomes the penis. And that same part of the phallus becomes the clitoris on a woman, right? And so we have the comparison of the same amount of nerve endings in the clitoris versus a man's entire penis. Well, I kind of, for lack of better way of explaining it, I think of it as almost sucking on it like a small penis to the extent that that is the part on her body that does correlate to the male penis. And it's extremely sensitive. So you want to be very gentle, but essentially that's probably the best way to describe it is putting it, her clitoris between your lips and sucking on it. And you can even begin to moan and use your lips in a bit of a vibration while you're doing it to bring that extra level of, you know, like a woman's used to using a vibrator sometimes to bring herself to orgasm. So while you have your lips around it, you can be like, mmm, mmm. You know, like you can feel a little bit self-conscious the first few times you do it, but keep in mind that she will feel that you're enjoying that if you're making that, you know, mmm, mmm noise as you, you know, suck her clitoris between your lips. And I think the, the, key thing is to watch her body language to know, is she liking this or not? You know, don't stay in one position and keep doing the same thing over and over until you, just because you think it's the right way to do it. I, I feel like, you know, every woman's going to be different. I just feel like this is one of the most consistent ways to approach stimulating her clitoris in a way that maybe she's never had done to her that will feel very, very good. Well, I agree with you. I know there is this very well-known sex toys that womanizer that like, I mean, not, not a womanizer, the one that like, there are like lots of the suction ones that are more newer version of it. Like before, and, and with the womanizer, it was more of a pressure, but now the suction technology is there and it feels really good. And partly that's what you're describing with kind of like creating yep. this air suction and kind of clitoral area, which can be very powerful. And you're right that like paying attention to your partner's response, I think that's also really important and can give you good information because everybody's bodies or anatomy as they are different, as you mentioned. Partly is people have different sizes of clitoral sizes, the hood is different. Mm -hmm. There's just like a galaxy of different options. And I think one thing that gets in the way for heterosexual couples for women is they have lots of preoccupation about how do I taste and how do I look down there? But I hear from my client, from my patients, I say like, I don't like oral sex. 90% of time when we're examining it, it comes to that kind of having a super uncomfortable feeling about your body smell. And it comes partly from advertisement and like how they say, like, you have to smell like flowers and all of these crazy things that they say out there. And at times men try to 
reassure their partners. Well, since you work with men as well, like what's their experience says often is, is that when they say like you smell good, taste good, are they truthful? Is this something to say? So tell us more about that. Yeah, I think it's that's a really good point. I feel like from a from a man's perspective, you sh- kind of you should really enjoy that taste and not from like a taste of like it's more of a primal thing i think that you know you're you're taking your woman in you know you're not going down there ex- experiencing you know expecting it to taste like creme brulee it's like you're going down there because this is you're not having dessert you're going down there to touch her you know in this area that's very sensitive and you're going to do this primal act with her and the desire to taste her doesn't come from the same place as a desire to taste something that tastes good. It literally comes from your core of your masculinity, for, speaking for as a man, of, of just wanting to take her in. And so when you do that, absolutely, she doesn't need to taste like flowers. She needs to taste like herself. You know, I, I feel like a lot of women are very self-conscious about that, but, you know, it can have a very earthy taste. And that... I love, you know, a a man who's passionate about oral sex will love your taste and, and you should embrace that and love it. But as a, as a guy, I think you can really help her feel comfortable by letting her know that you're enjoying it, letting her know like, oh my God, you taste so fucking good. Like I love going down on you like this. And I'll even do it with text messages, like, you know, texting her like, oh, my God, you tasted so good last night and really letting her know. Again, it kind of comes from your core, comes from your heart that this is some something you want to share with your woman that to me, it's it's one of the most beautiful experiences. And it's a beautiful taste from that experience. Of course, you know, if there's any issue of totally bad hygiene, that's a whole different scenario. But I find the vagina is self-cleaning, you know, so whatever's, you know, coming down the canal is going to push its way out. And it's very clean to to perform oral sex for the most part. So I think that embracing it just comes from the core of, of wanting to give her pleasure. Well, what a great way of putting it, right? Because if you say like, you know, smells like smells great in a way that women think like, like a fragrance is, is different than kind of like it feels and smells and tastes like having sex with your partner. And just there's, as you mentioned, as a primal part to it. And also, as, as far as the shape, haven't had even a single man coming to my office and say, I'm not happy with the shape of my partner's vulva. But I hear from lots of yeah. women being self-conscious about that. Do men really care about the shape of vulva? Not at all. I really don't think men even give it a, a second thought. I mean, I think that that's sort of what gets portrayed in pornography and has created a lot of, you know, self-doubt in women the same way that, you know, men see men with large size penises and have this expectation that every other guy has this size of penis, you know, it's just not, it's just not really true in reality. So I think for women, I think something that can really help is going online and just looking at pictures of vulvas and just getting comfortable with your own and just really having a lot of self-acceptance around your, your, your genitals, because it's surprising how many women have never sat and looked at their own genitals. So going in the mirror and, you know, pulling the lips apart and just really looking at yourself can really go a long ways in in self-acceptance, even smelling your own smells and really starting to love it. You know, I, I, I know that 
might even sound weird to people, but my girlfriend is like, oh my God, it has like an earthy smell. I love it. You know, like it's, it's, it's something that you should feel proud of. It's something you should embrace. And I think that that can really, for women, really empower them to come to this point of stillness within themselves because they're not concerned about that. They're not overly worried. They have that certainty within themselves that it's beautiful that, you know, it, it, it is the way that it is. Yeah, go look, go look at your own and go look at pictures on online. I think that that's super important. And women are not told that in our society whatsoever. And that's a shame. I agree with you. Again, I had men in my office that they had preference about different breast size and all of that. But I haven't had one single person telling me that like I didn't like the shape of so-and-so's labia. It wasn't even a part of conversations no. after working with hundreds of men. So I think that's something, as you mentioned, at times come from lack of diversity in vulva and, 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 and porn. I guess like right now it's better because there are tons of amateur porn and different types of porn out there. But I can think it's really important for people to be comfortable with their body and kind of one of the great resources is vulva gallery that they kind of has the pictures of different vulva and it gets in the way when you're thinking about oh my god how do I taste how do I feel how do I smell it gets in the way of you being in your body and takes away from that experience so I like that the component that you're saying like reassuring your partner and being more familiar with your body is really really important another concern that some of my female clients have is that they tend to squirt so like they, they kind of like many of them that they haven't experienced orgasm through oral sex one of the fear that they have is what if i squirt like uh, and my partner feels i i pee or something wrong and i i have this conversation that Partly because of porn, it's very uncommon that people wouldn't know about squirting. But what's been your experience around that based on what you hear from your audience? Well, I think when I first started out, I was kind of just wowed by it because I culturally, I just don't think we talk about it enough that, you know, women are capable of having these ejaculatory releases, you know, and it's it's kind of a consistency similar to male prosthetic fluid. It's not necessarily pee that's coming out. but it's it's very common and i do hear that a lot from from women just putting content out on youtube they'll be like oh my god i i thought there was something wrong with me that i was peeing or something like that so you know there's a lot of shame and things that that can kind of come up and i think there needs to be a conversation because it's it's an amazing thing that a woman can have these ejaculatory squirting orgasms. They can, you know, be like this amazing release. Now, I don't think it should be the holy grail that every woman needs to go f figure out if she can squirt. It's just that if she is, she needs to speak with her partner and and tell him that it's not pee. I, I, for me, I wouldn't care if my partner did that while I was down there with my face. It's like it's to me, it's beautiful, it's natural, and it shows that she's really enjoying herself at that point. And so I think that there just needs to be a mature conversation about it. I think we need to talk about it more, you know, in in ways like like we are right now. To me, it feels like it should just be common knowledge and there should be no shame around it. But until we have more of a dialogue about it being completely natural, I think that there might need to be a conversation she has 
with him and, and he needs to be able to have that acceptance of, of that because that's like key to her having awesome orgasms. So don't deny it. Just love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. And I think like, as you mentioned that I don't think it needs to be something that every single woman in order for you to have the best orgasm of your life, you need to ejaculate the squirt. But there are tons of women that they do that. And even in the most conservative communities that I work with, the co- with the couples, most men they're aware of ejaculation being different than peace. So I think it's even talking about it with your partner that can give you lots of reassurance can, and kind of helps you to put your mind at ease. Well, tell us, speaking of comfort, what are some of the positions that, that will help people to be more comfortable during oral sex and some of them that are erotically also exciting? Yeah, that's a good question because nothing's worse when you're just like, you're so excited, you start going down there and then you realize, wait, this is not a good position for my neck. <laughs> you know, I might right. be down here for a little while. So, you know, that's great a great question. I think something that is one of the most valuable, you know, things to have in the bedroom for couples is a wedge. So, you know, like the a big or a small wedge, preferably both to see which one works best for you. But, you know, I prefer, I think my favorite position is really just going to the edge of the bed, putting a pillow on the floor and kneeling on that and pulling her towards me and, you know, putting, you know, kind of folding her legs back. She's on her back. And then I just have full access down there to do all the things we were talking about earlier, lick all into her inner thighs, all that stuff. You can even rest her feet on your shoulders. That to me, I think is probably one of the most comfortable things. You can use the wedge if your bed is a little bit short and you want to kind of angle her a little bit more. So the wet, the big wedge can come into play there. Or if she's on the bed and you, you're not going to bring her to the edge of the bed, just putting a wedge underneath her butt and laying on your stomach will, will keep, you know, a, a woman's genitals are tucked under a little bit more. So if she's just flat on her back, you're going to have a hard time getting down there, but just elevating her a little bit with that wedge will make a big difference as far as your comfortableness. If you're just even laying on your stomach and you're, you know, have your face right down there, you're not going to be too uncomfortable if you're spending a bit of time down there. I do know I've, I've just approached it too, almost too eager. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to have to adjust myself. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. In the sense that like sometimes it takes a while for a woman. I know that's also something else we're going to talk about, like to to climax. Some people want to be able to climax through oral sex. And the image that we see in some porn, if it shows cunnilingus, is that the man do 30 seconds of oral sex. And now we have this like exaggerated ejaculation. And in reality, that's not how long it takes how long, that's mm-hmm. another concern I hear from women. How long is a reasonable time for a man to be down? Reasonable? I mean, I would say <laughs> 20 minutes. If you know, it, it, it really depends on when you're say, saying when does the clock start because I would say the more time you spend licking around the area, maybe the less time you're going to have to spend just right there on the sensitive spot because she's like, oh my God, I'm just so eager for it. And then it just, you know, her you know, her clit is so engorged with blood that it's super sensitive. You get down there, you're going to spend a little bit less time. But I I say take take some time and give her the feeling that she's not rushed. Because if she feels like you're just going to go down there like, okay, I'm on, I'm on the clit. Let's see, you know, if if she's going to orgasm, take your time and, you know, suck and hum away for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. If she's not really 
Like if you can tell by her body language, she's not really escalating or going anywhere or she's not really reacting at all. You don't want to stick to a technique for, you know, very long if she's just sitting there kind of annoyed, kind of like, when is he going to move on? So from a guy's perspective, you really need to be able to read her body language, but be willing to take your time down there so she doesn't feel like, well, I only have five minutes until his neck hurts and he's going to give up on me. If she knows with certainty that you're going to take your time down there, it might take, you know, 15, 20, even 30 minutes at the extreme end the first few times. But once you've given her the reassurance that you're in it for the long run, it will actually allow her to relax. And then the future ones won't take that long. So I say be willing to stay down there, but don't keep doing something that's not working and be willing to move on. I agree with you. I think like many women that I see in my practice, they have performance anxiety because you're exactly what you described. Like five units, they know they have five minutes from the minute, second minute. They feel, oh my God, why I'm not close? Like what's going to happen? And then they think about, oh God, that's the only way I experience orgasm. And then kind of like that can get, take them away from the experience and being present. But you're right that if we know that your partner is invested and there are enjoying what they do and they're comfortable, I think that can help people to be able more to be at this place of relaxation that will help them to experience an orgasm. Well, tell us about face sitting. Is that something that are enjoyable for both? What are some of the tips that you have? Yeah, I mean, I think that can be very pleasurable, you know, even, you know, 69 position. But I think it's better when one person is kind of being the focus and the other person can relax more. So, you know, yeah, if she wants to come down and, and sit on your face, I would say that there's more maneuverability if she's at the edge of the bed and you, she's on her back and she can relax a little bit more. But if it's something that really turns her on and you want to try it just to change it up, absolutely. Absolutely. And as you get to know her body and how she specifically reacts, you might not really care to maneuver around too much. You might know, oh, I know exactly how to, you know, suck on her clit and I'm going to do it upside down now. And it's, you know, not going to, you know, be any different. But yeah, I think that playing around with all those different, different things are important. It's, and they can create novelty, but anything that can be something that helps her relax, I think is, is the biggest key. So she can surrender. Absolutely. And then kind of like helping you to be more in tune with what's happening in their body. I think like that's that's also very helpful. Anything that we haven't talked about that you feel would be important for our listeners to know around oral sex? Beyond that, I think I think that's a good coverage of what to do with your mouth. I think you can also co combine it with any amount of, you know, finger stimulation. Just be cautious not to do too much at one time. You know, like I was saying, if she's, if she's kind of looking like she's really not fully into you sucking on her clit, then you can maybe add in some G-spot stimulation with your finger at the same time. That can, that can be good if you gradually bring that in. But if you just, go for both at one time. It can be a little too much at one time. So play around with that. And another way, alternatively, if you just really don't like having your mouth down there for too long, is to actually do the same position I was saying earlier with her on a wedge, you know, on her back and just get between her legs and put some lubricant on your penis. And you have to stay erect for a little while to do this. But just use the underside of the head of your penis to rub up and down on her clit because that can actually be in some ways more pleasurable than your finger or your tongue because the penis is typically very smooth 
It's not rough. And even the tongue can actually feel a little bit rough if she's very sensitive. So play around with that. And it could even be that she might really be turned on by that more than you having your face down there. If she's very uncomfortable with you being down there, you can use your your cock instead of your your tongue to rub on her clitoris. Just make sure you use lots of lube. Well, that's one of the techniques at times I talk to people to kind of like close the arousal gap. And it's like when it's done correctly, it can be very enjoyable for both because then like if if the goal is like someone that like they want to kind of close the arousal gap, some people choose to do a penetration afterward also that and that feels really good. Well, it seems like you oh, yeah. have a lot of great content in internet. So I bet that people are very interested to learn more about you. So where can our listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, if people want to you know, hear more of my stuff. I do have a, a YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com forward slash Jason Julius, all one word. So come follow me there. And then also my blog, jasonjulius.com. It has a couple free trainings and some of my latest videos on there as well. Awesome. So we'll make sure that people can get a, all of those links in our show notes. And thank you so much for coming on the show and being so generous with your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys found our conversation useful. One of the best strategy that will help you to get a better lover if you are having sex with vulva owner is learning how to give them oral sex. That's my solution to so many things. Sometimes people say that I want to last longer because they have this assumption that what makes sex great is that you're doing a penetration for a longer period of time. But in reality, It's about preparing and building arousal for your partner. And I have many clients that for the first time they experienced orgasm when they started leaning into being okay with their partner, giving them oral sex. I hope that you give it a shot, implement some of the suggestions that we had in this episode. And then I also wanted to talk about one of my favorite resources. I've been recommending omgs.com to many of my clients before they became our sponsors because it's such a valuable tools. Like one of the best way for me before I became a sex therapist to learn about sex was talking with other women, having this candid conversation with others, help us to see what other people are doing that help them with experiencing more pleasure, bringing novelty. And I know that not everyone have like those fun, educated, sexually educated friends. So OMGS website provides useful information about what other people find helpful and they have tons of candid conversation with every everyday couples and individuals and what I love about it is how tasteful it is it's like chatting with a friend it's not like learning from porn I know many times you guys heard me saying that porn is not sex education but I highly recommend you to check it out the link to check out their OMGS website and get the discount is in the show notes. At the end, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. I cannot wait until next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast 
is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.